0: Hi, it's your old pal Slim, and you're listening to 70 Millimeter. finally a podcast about movies. Each and every week, I'm joined by famous artist Danny Haas.
1: When he takes out that sword and starts going to town, just whipping it around, I was
0: throbbing. And writer, poet, Protolexis.
2: What did you guys think of the Phoenix Muppet?
0: And together as friends and film lovers forever... We discuss recently watched movies. Later in this episode, we're discussing 2020's Disney epic, Mulan, directed by Nicky Caro. Will this reimagined classic live up to the original? Enjoy! Shocking Hitchcock update this week that we need to dig into, I think, right away is that Proto watched Dial M for Murder. And Jesus. initially, this is a scandal. This is probably the biggest scandal that has ever rocked this show. Proto initially rated it four stars. And then he tweeted a link to the review, which then showed a three star rating. Can you walk us through this travesty, Proto, please?
2: This is all true. This. That is how it unfolded. I've been having a lot of second thoughts on my ratings. Uh, As I've said in the past, I think I'm at a a mid letterbox life crisis in terms of writing films. Um, Yeah. So I gave it originally gave it four, but then as I thought about the movie at the end, I wasn't really satisfied with what happened. And it's one of those movies where dial in for murder. It's interesting and entertaining as you watch it, but Nothing. It's more about like, um, just like performing this, this, this thing that was interesting to Hitchcock. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like this, this whole murder story, but doesn't really have much in terms of like character or anything else in my view. So I loved, um, Ray Millen's performance. I thought he was absolute dynamite. Uh, anytime that he wasn't on the screen, I was kind of bored though. Yeah. It's, it's a ton of fun. I just thought, you know, it's just a good movie though. It's not really great. It's not like a fantastic story. I'm sorry.
0: How do you feel about finding that out on Twitter, Danny, that we had to right? see that elsewhere? Not even brought it up in our DMS beforehand, no. just to warn us it was coming. Not even a
1: heads up. Do you want me to do
2: that? I'd appreciate a heads up <laughs> do next mean to time. you want to give you guys updates? Okay.
1: All right. Just a I'll heads up. In mind. I mean, we have a movie podcast.
0: <laughs> Imagine if you use the three, the half star rating system. That's what the Discord is asking right now. Imagine it. You don't use the half stars.
2: I would explain it to everyone, but we don't have time.
0: That's the beauty of Letterboxd. You can use it however you wish. You cannot use ratings. You can just use the like. You cannot use the like and just write a review or just log it. This week's winner of Letterboxd Pro. You know, we work together with our friends at Letterboxd. our favorite social media site. And if you share the show on social media or uh, connect with us online, you're entered to win a free year of Letterboxd. That means no ads. That means enhanced features, viewing your, your life in film. Your 2020, I was reviewing my 2020 year. I've watched a lot of movies. I'm just going to be honest with you. Too many. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. I'm uh, almost at a movie a day clip, but this week's winner, Alexander Nebesky on Twitter. Congrats! Mm, just won a year. Of Letterboxd Pro. This week's uh, feature presentation, this is the big one. Mulan 2020. A 30-banger on Disney Plus right now. Uh, we're going to be talking about the new movie directed by Nikki Caro later in this episode. Yep. There was a lot of feedback in our DMs this week and our IG DMs on this movie. One of our questions was, uh, what's your favorite reimagined Disney movie? And then we also had a link to the DM button. We got a lot of feedback all over the map for this movie. Is that a precursor for our discussion? Stay tuned. lot of wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked about Dial M for Murder. Danny, what did you watch this week? Well, I will
1: talk about another Hitchcock that I watched today. Mm. Um, I jumped onto, um, to catch a thief and it was a random one that I had. It wasn't, I think I was wanting to watch a different one, but I couldn't find it. This is another Cary Grant, Grace Kelly romp and it's okay. The story's fine. It wasn't like a vertigo type story where it was kind of captivating, but man, there is a scene in, an apartment with Carrie and grace. And it is, it's probably my favorite grace Kelly scene that I've seen so far in a Mm. Hitchcock film. She is unbelievable. And their, their chemistry in this movie is actually really good. Uh, I gave it three and a half stars. And then last night I watched all the president's men with Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman and I gave that four and a half stars. And that movie was so good. Mm. Like really good. It was long, which is why I gave it I didn't give it five stars. But um yeah, it's so good. Rob Redford is sexy in this movie. Yeah. He's just was doing this a it. Casey pick? No, she didn't watch it with me. Are you trying to compare scores mm. right now? I felt a little confused, like where did this movie come from? Yeah. Um the um the stuff going on with Bob Woodward in our current climate. Mm. Oh, okay. And so uh, I had remembered this movie and it was actually, it hit one of the lists when HBO Max came out. Like this is a movie that's on Max that you should watch because it's streaming. Mm. Um, So I had remembered it and then I was like, I'm going to watch this finally. And it's, it's really, really cool. It's really well filmed too. The cinematography is really cool in it. A lot of wide shots of the newsroom while they're working and a lot of cool angles and a lot of stuff in the background and foreground happening that's two different narratives going on. It's really rad.
0: Can you imagine five years from now, we get invited to the HBO Max offices. You know, we get a tour. What's going on there? Maybe they have like a prop office, prop warehouse, the mm. WB set. Oh my gosh. In the AT&T Warner Brothers, HBO Max office. <laughs> we mentioned uh discord where uh, some of the villagers are chatting as they listen live. And that is a uh, benefit of joining our Patreon Four bucks a month. get access to early episodes. You get access to exclusive episodes. The next exclusive episode is Shin Godzilla. And uh, you get 20% off prints at our VHS Village store. Pride and Prejudice, uh, I think, might have been toppled by Seven Samurai last week as the most popular print on that shop. Will Mm -hmm. Mulan top Seven Samurai. Oh, my God. Who's the better source? Hopefully Disney doesn't listen to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Take it out. Is Mulan even going to be on the storefront? (laughs) That's the question. (laughs) Uh, But I also I want to give props and thanks to Scotty, Jared, and Johnny who joined the Patreon this week, and everyone that's bought prints. Uh, It's great to see. It's really awesome. There is a one topic I wanted to bring up. There's a movie that was rumored to be one of the movies we were going to do for 70 millimeter. It's called Possession, starring Sam Neill. And uh, it's like this Italian. Let me pull up the. Uh, but the reason why we ended up not really choosing it is because it's like impossible to find. You can't even buy it for like. You can't buy it digitally. You can't rent it digitally. Possession, 1981. The tagline is, "Inhuman ecstasy fulfilled." God, <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> else right now? This so so this in our DMs this week. This popped up on one of the VHS Instagram accounts we follow someone was like making a request for the VHS copy and they posted the box art and it looked amazing. So I started getting antsy. I was like searching on Amazon. I was searching on just watch again to see if it's available. And I found a $40 Blu-ray special edition that was released and there was two copies left. Mm -mm. And we, uh, I asked our dear friend Anna in, uh, the discord cause they had a rating for it, four and a half stars on Letterboxd. The only, I think, one of the few people that I follow that had a rating. It's like, Anna, should I do this right now? And Anna said, yes. And I did My it. My God. It's done. Thank God Amanda doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> when she, if she, so help me God, if she sends me a screenshot of our PNC bank balance with like a minus 40 on there and the question really? mark text, I'm finished. Game over. What would,
2: what would happen if she knew it cost $40 and somehow... She watched
0: it and knowing that you spent $40 on this. You spent $40 on this? <laughs> Art is asking if we can get this possession just sent by mail to each villager one at a time, sister of the traveling Blu-ray. That's not oh. a bad idea. We have everyone's mailing address. <laughs> Everyone can sign it. it oh back. my God, that would be amazing. <laughs> Put like a library card when they timed and watched it. Oh my God, like a journal. Everyone It's like a book at a yeah. hotel or a... Airbnb, mm. you write your experience in in the journal after watching it. Be your star rating? Mm. Oh, next week.
3: Next oh, week. It's Danny's yes. turn.
0: Full disclosure, we've adopted the the Bat and Spider rotation host picking of movies. Give them full credit. Danny, do you want to announce what the movie is next week? We did. On the show? <laughs> yeah, we
1: picked the uh, rom-com. Did we? Like six <laughs> weeks ago. <Yeah. laughs> That's a that a while ago,
0: Matt. <laughs> That's a while ago. Oh, yeah. That's right. The, we IG, had the a whole IG voting thing. <laughs> <laughs> my God, that feels like an eternity ago. For the new listeners, yeah, for the new
1: <laughs> listeners, we're doing our first rom com, one of my all time favorites, uh, about time. Domhnall Gleason, whatever her name is,
0: McAdams, <laughs> whatever McAdams.
1: <laughs> and I absolutely love this movie. And I, I, I would be willing to bet that Matt cries in this movie.
0: Mm. Mm. I've been waiting for a movie to make me weep on this podcast. It hasn't happened in, in some time. This could be it. It's on Netflix too, right?
1: It's on Netflix. Everyone can watch it cuz we know everyone's a Netflix member.
3: Mhm.
0: Uh so I'm excited. Their first rom-com. Let's do this. Porto, uh Mulan 2020. Disney Plus $30. Nikki Caro.
2: Should I talk about what I watched or we should we just skip mm-hmm. that? I thought we were talking about Dial M. Oh yeah, that's true.
0: No, well, what else? Yeah, what we're... else? Sorry, I didn't mean to uh, roll over you there.
2: No, it's okay. What else
0: did you watch? Um,
2: I, I had I, I got checked off some big things off my list. The original Godzilla.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I, I remember. I that. Wanna saw prep, that.
2: Want to prep for the Shin Godzilla? You know, <laughs> know my history. What I'm getting into. Okay. I gave that three
0: stars. It's a good movie. There was a lot of comments about his um, eyeballs in that review. I remember. <laughs>
2: Not sure who was in charge of the eyeball
0: department, but
2: it's neither here nor there. But then I, I hyped, I, I jumped on the hype train uh, because someone had to do it. Someone had to delve into the new Charlie Kaufman movie that came out on Netflix. I'm thinking of ending things. A lot of talk. Yeah, internet was a buzz mm-hmm. about this. Um, another one I'm kind of conflicted on. I gave it four stars, but I've been meditating on dropping it to three. Um, I think cause I think I might've, I might've gotten caught up in the hype. I don't know. I don't know if it's like a really great movie. Uh, it might just be good. It it's, it's really out there. It's really strange. I think if you like Charlie Kaufman movies, you'll like this, like, um, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind or whatever that mm-hmm. is. Um, what else did he do? Yeah. A few others, but that's probably his, his, i most well known it's in that vein, but I would say it's weirder than that. I don't think this is a spoiler, but to me it's more of like, he had like a lot of ideas that he wanted to explore and he just kind of used this movie as a setting to do that. It almost feels like little mini stories mm. in,
0: in it. What would, what would you classify as the genre of this film?
2: Dang. I don't know. It's not a, I guess it, it, you could probably call it a drama maybe like a psychological drama. It actually, it, it has a very weird tone because there are parts where you think it's going to dip into horror, but that's almost because it gives you no cues through music where there's just a, like a silence mm-hmm. in a lot of scenes. And there's things setting up that feel like classic horror moments, but it doesn't really happen. And I think that's one of the, p- parts of it that like puts you in like off kilter where you're not really sure of how you should feel right now as you watch it.
0: So you're going to drop oh. to three stars by the time this episode posts. Maybe. Wow. Maybe. Two is Maybe that, it Has right it now. ever happened before twice in one week where you adjust the star rating after you post the review?
2: No, no, this would be a first. Um, the last thing I watched, and I just mentioned this because I think this was the first movie I ever put on my letterbox watch list. Uh, uncle boon me who can recall his past lives. This is uh, in the criterion collection. <laughs> uh, I don't know this, what you just said. <laughs> it's a, it's a movie from a Thai director and it's, it's based in Thailand. Um, and it caught my eye because it has an amazing, uh, cover. And I later found out that the cover was done by Chris Ware, who is my favorite, favorite comic creator. So maybe that's why I was like really drawn mm-hmm. to it. Um, I gave it three stars it's, uh, it's, it's different. Uh, it's very slow, very drawn out. Um, but you know, it's, it's interesting for how different it is.
0: Was this in the Criterion streaming app you said? Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of weird stuff in that app. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm a film lover. Yes. I'm not a film buff. And <laughs> I you said open- <laughs> <laughs> uh, never said it, but man, you open up the Criterion streaming app. And I'm out of my league big time. I'm like, you know, I don't know how to describe it, but I'm out of my element. There's a lot of weird stuff in there. Mm -hmm. I don't know where to even start. Mm -hmm. Mm. Especially if you're looking for a black director. (laughs) Burn. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else, Proto? No, that's it. I'm done. Apologies again. Mulan 2020. It's time to get into it. Disney Plus, 30 Bones. You got to plunk down unless you want to wait until December. Uh, Proto, can you guide us through this journey of the reimagined Mulan?
2: Wa Mulan, the girl with all the chi. Mulan is born with an exorbitant amount of chi, so much so that she can scale any building by flapping her legs. When she gets older, she will learn how to kick a spear 100 miles per hour with her big toe, all thanks to her chi. This comes in handy when the Ruron invade the China, and one male from every family is conscripted into the imperial army. Having no brothers and fearing for her father's safety, Mulan's chi and Mulan disguise themselves as a man. But they are not the only chi fighting in this war. There is a Ruron witch with a very large, powerful chi who can turn into a hawk and a cloud of bats. It all leads to a showdown at the Imperial capital, where the fate of everyone lies in the hands of Mulan's Chi. Loyal, brave, true, Chi.
0: I it, I do it. Oh my gosh. What an intro, he does it again. Can we get that on a shirt? Can we get that all like printed up on like, the text just gets smaller and smaller? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Mulan 2020. I recently watched the original this week in preparation. I haven't seen it in ages. And man, there's some real bangers in that movie. The musical numbers Mm -hmm. in that movie. You kidding me right now? There are
4: classics.
1: bunch i ever met but you can bet
4: before we're through mr i'll make a man out of you mm-hmm.
0: who's the who's the writers of that music in that movie daddy you know offhand offhand uh i'm gonna guess alan Minken. minkin da that's my guess <laughs> i don't know if i'm right sorry <laughs> we'll fix that in post. I'll just re-edit my Christina own. Christina Aguilera, Christina Aguilera, ex <laughs> Tina, doing the original Mulan music. So I I rewatched it. Um, I had fun. Three and a half stars. Animation was tops in my opinion. The voice cast representation was actually way better than I was expecting. There's only like three white people in the movie. Harvey Firestein. <laughs> doing a voice, <laughs> noted Asian uh, voice actor, Harvey Firestein from Independence Day. But what about you guys? What's your history with Mulan in Disney? Pardo, let's start with you. Do you, did you grow up with that movie? Do you have a memory of that movie being in your life?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen the Mulan a number of times. I can't remember the last time I watched it. Uh, yeah, it's been a number of years, but I've definitely seen this at least three times over the years, I would say. And I always enjoyed it. Uh, it's great music. Uh, it's a great story. It's different. Love the Eddie Murphy bits. Bef- Eddie Murphy before he was ruined by Shrek.
0: Oh, wow! Shrek hate. Danny, what about you with with the original Mulan? Before we get into the new one, what how, what, what does oh, that hold yeah. in your household? In you, it's a it's one of our favorites. Actually, we I grew
1: up on this. Definitely, my sister and I watched it every i feel like weekly maybe uh we loved mulan uh and my kids love it so uh, mulan's a big favorite of ours Mm -hmm. i i mean it's a great movie Mm -hmm. the
0: animation is still really solid yeah tony bancroft tony who is that is that the music person (laughs) animator (laughs) director (laughs) just (laughs) throwing out names (laughs) big movie a lot of people were expecting it it's been off delayed it's only available in disney plus right now and then for purchase right off the bat this version of mulan is different you know the movie starts out with showing her as like a little scamp in town with um some kind of like abilities she's very balanced you know she can kind of jump upside down zip around and this is like full disclosure I'm going to paint myself as an idiot right off the bat. I don't watch Let's a lot do. of martial. Everyone probably already knows I am, but I don't watch a lot of martial arts movies. And this culture <sighs> of film is just a blind spot for me. You know, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Danny, what was some of the other movies you mentioned that I'd never seen and you mm-hmm. were stunned?
1: What's well, called the uh, Wazai Wazai, however you want to say it. I'm butchering it. I know. It's okay. Uh, so it's it's just the it's the um, you know sub genre of martial arts filming. Uh, you have, uh, yeah, Crouching Tiger would probably be the most famous. Mm-hmm. The Blade, Ashes of Time, uh, Touch of Zen, one armed Swordsman. Like, these are all bangers. Um, my absolute favorite is Hero, Jet Li's Hero. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be my favorite of them all. It's, uh, it's. I would recommend you guys watch that one. It's phenomenal. I don't even know if it's streaming anywhere, actually, so I can't recommend that just yet. But uh, I love Hero a lot. I may sound like an an idiot as well, but... It's okay. Was I
2: getting um, Bollywood vibes from this? I I felt... I haven't watched Bollywood movies, but I have seen some scenes because mm -hmm. there's like clips that show up on Twitter and YouTube Mm -hmm. and you see like these crazy um, uh, scenes from those movies. And this, the action sequences, the way it was shot reminded me of that. And the color, just the movement... Um, the way the characters moved. I I don't know if I was, if I'm confusing the two or if that's on, you know, if that's on point.
1: Well, when white people make a Chinese
0: movie, you get Bollywood. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so scandalous. I can't even use it as Danny's intro it. I don't don't know. (laughs) I might need to, that can't be the lead. I had no expectation of this film except for it was a reimagining of Mulan. I expected this to just follow beat by beat in the original film. And did right you off, grow up with it Matt uh I didn't grow up with it I knew of it I knew the hits <clears> I knew like the the clips um Ian in chat says Eastern Asian cinema just used more just uses more color in general and but I didn't like i knew of mulan like i I knew of the respect people had for mulan i you know it's a good movie but this movie starts out with obvious martial arts um style that I wasn't like aware of that was going to be happening at all. Like, I don't even think I really watched the trailers that much. So Mm. right at the onset, when it kicks off and she's like balancing and it's like martial arts stunts that are like obviously stunts, like she's hanging Mm. from wires and her feet are like barely touching the roof. I'm like, what the hell is going on (laughs) in this Mulan movie? So I was really taken aback at the onset because I was not expecting it.
2: Yeah, I guess I wasn't really sure either. I watched the trailer, but- I wasn't even sure if there was going to be like, if this was going to be a musical. I had like no idea what to expect going into this. Uh, I would say, yeah, you know, one of my first notes was that this was, it felt very cartoonish in that regard with mm. the martial arts stuff. And I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. I guess I, I didn't really know what to expect, but that kind of caught me by surprise.
0: Yeah. The, what about you, Danny? Did you, I guess maybe you were more aware going in? No, definitely not. Not even with the trailers. It didn't it didn't make
1: it out to be. I mean, there's a couple shots that we'll get to later on, I guess in the trailer that could have lent itself to, you know, being prepared for that style of movie. But I I was yeah, when she's running around, it's got a great feel like it's it's I don't know, it was very warm, very family. I like that. I loved that uh like little village. I don't think I've ever seen something like that. I don't know if that was actual yeah an actual place where people lived in China. I don't know if that that circular type village was it was super rad seeing that. And then when she jumps off that roof, I was just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> this, I don't know what's happening right now. But she was they should have, I don't know. I wasn't, I was instantly like, Oh, this is not, this is not a good place to start. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked
2: the, the, the way it looked like the village. I didn't mind the the bright colors and even their costumes, just really looking like costumes, even the way that was, it was like that in Aladdin as well. Yeah. Where it was like very costumey, very kind of like mimicking like a cartoon. Yeah. Like everything's yeah. brand new. I don't, I don't really mind that. I think that's kind of fun in these movies. So that part of it was, was fine for me, but the other, the other stuff I wasn't, I was a little unsure of the start.
0: It does follow kind of the similar overall plot of the original Mulan. There's the matchmaking scene that happens when she gets older, she gets set up and has to go through like this training to see that she can be a good wife. And she kind of fails that that's like the comedic aspects of the movie. And um, that's all there. So I was actually at the onset, I was kind of worried. I was like, how far is this going to drift? Because she's kind of like, they're kind of leading up to that. She's got like skills. And I don't remember if they mentioned chi at this point, but later it's kind of obvious that she has the ability to harness her chi. And that's when I started to get a little bit of like, my eyebrow starts to like go up. Like what's what's happening here? (laughs) And I was, this is where I started to get a little off course. I was like, I... Kind of liked the Mulan that wasn't, you know, that was like reluctant to fight or reluctant to um, join the war, but she has to to protect her father Mm -hmm. and is kind of like always the underdog. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's that was like really hard for me to grapple with because at at this point, eventually I don't want to skip too far ahead, but like she's got power. She's got skills. She's like, I know some reviews kind of called it like she's like a superhero. Yeah. But she has like this advantage of using Chi to do battle. And it's a huge shift from the original film.
1: I kind of loved the addition of the Chi. And I don't know why. Maybe because it felt a little more, um, I don't know. For me, the Chi felt like the Force, like in Star Wars, the Force, like she's using Mm -hmm. it. But uh, I don't know. It kind of gave it, it did give it the more superhero vibe. um, And I, I liked the addition of it. I wished they leaned a little bit more into it, but we can get into that later. But I liked, you know, I liked, I liked giving her that kind of ability to tap into this. uh, I don't know if it's some sort of ancient type chi thing for uh, the Chinese, but it was, it was cool. I don't, I don't know the history of that kind of, if that's more used in other literature or film. Yeah. I didn't like the chi because Mm -hmm. I think my favorite part
2: of Mulan is the aspect that she is going into a man's world and she is told that she can't do the things that a man can do. And she proves them wrong in the animated movie. But in this, I feel like that whole idea is kind of neutered by the idea that she, well, she has this Chi thing that makes her stronger and more capable. And that's why she, she can be in the army and she can fight Mm. and she can save the kingdom Um, Not because she's equal to men, but because she has this added advantage. Otherwise, she wouldn't be able to do it. The same with the witch. The witch is the same way. They both have this special thing that makes them capable. But if they didn't have that, well, they'd be like all the other women in this movie where they're being made, uh, you know, a match for. So I felt like that was kind of robbed where that to me, that's the best part of the animated Mulan. And that's like the message at the core that I love And I feel like it kind of just dissipates in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I like that. And I think that's. I think when it comes to a head, though, if we'd want to jump to the end real quick, when she fights the other man with chi, which would be the bad guy. I don't remember his name. And so she bests him. And so the emperor has chi. She has chi. Donnie Yin has chi. I mean, uh, she ends up being better than all these men with chi as well. So I think your take is is uh, is like spot on. And kind of removes that from her, but she does kind of best the other men that have chi as well. That's true. And that's what I wonder about not knowing any sort of history on what she means to that culture. And if it's something that's kind of talked about and used more in that kind of style.
2: Yeah. Also a disclaimer, I, I know nothing about like this culture. So like, yeah, yeah. Qi, <laughs> anything like that's based in like Chinese culture I'm like a complete idiot
0: watching this movie. I know nothing. Yeah. As much as three middle aged white men need to get their opinion <laughs> on the impact to women of the chi experience, what did your daughters think of the this Mulan, Danny? I'm sure they've watched oh, it. Right oh, they were in love with it. I
1: mean, I don't know. So here's the thing when they love a movie, they'll watch it three times a day for a, a minimum a week straight. Now, when they watched this, they said they loved it, but they haven't revisited it yet. So mm-hmm. I wonder how much they actually loved it and actually connected to it and I don't know if they do because I don't think they they're just they just don't understand the culture at all either. So while they see Mulan as a female and being awesome and and you know doing the sword fighting and stuff I don't think they really connected with this movie like they do the animated film. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah I'm not sure. They like I mean they liked it. Jason
0: Scott Lee as Bori Khan.
2: He has one of my favorite moments in the original Mulan where he chops off the top of that tree while he's sitting in it. Oh, baby. Uh, that that, that shot. shot's so
1: good. Speaking of him, there are two statues in the camp and one looks like it's completely modeled after that animated character. of uh, uh, Whatever his name was for the animated. Yeah, it looks exactly hmm. like
0: that character. I w- I was wondering if anybody else caught that. No, oh, I didn't see that. I mm-hmm. actually didn't even know Jason Scott Lee was in this until I wiki'd to see who's the, <laughs> the character actor that was playing him. Uh, it starts to closely align with the original Mulan. You know, the soldiers come to town and say that we need the men to sign up. Uh, there are outsiders coming, northern invaders. We need a man from every house. And Mulan's father has like this crutch thing going on. You know, he gets the <laughs> parchment, he grabs the parchment, collapses instantly for some reason. I guess his knee gave out in that that instant. And that's when you, the movie really kicks off. Like Mulan sees this. He tries to, um, you know, craft his sword, sharpen it. And then she eventually steals his armor and, and goes off to take his place. So at this point of the movie, I'm like, okay, it's, it is starting to follow, you know, the original plot. So I'm into this. And I liked how when she eventually does get to the camp, her, she's like so dirty from like sleeping outside and in the weather and getting weathered. She's her face is kind of dirty. So she's in mm-hmm. line with these other boys. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I can see where like, maybe they wouldn't be able to see that she's a woman, I guess. Um, so, cause I was wondering how they're going to do that in the animated movie. You can kind of get away with that, but in real life, it's, it's a lot harder.
2: Mm-hmm. I was wondering why Mulan's dad, why couldn't he get some kind of desk job? Like if he's going to be conscripted in this army, when they get there, all these guys are like young, you know, fighting age. You're telling me that this guy would go in there in a brace and he'd be standing in line with all these other guys. (laughs) They don't have him like, like in the meal line, like cooking soup or something. They couldn't get him a different job. (laughs) Like, would it be like he's, you know, he's just going to be fighting like everyone else. I don't know if I buy that. Maybe,
0: Maybe he would have gotten that job and Mulan just assumed incorrectly that he'd be on the front lines. God. Ian says probably a class thing. In chat maybe that's why that didn't happen let's get to Donnie Yen oh, Donnie Yen baby Commander Tongue. and his character is kind of a split of uh, this character Lee Shang I think from the original movie who was the love interest of Mulan that character is kind of split and doesn't really exist into two different ones so he is the commander he is the one that is training the troop uh, Danny your thoughts on Donnie Yen in this movie
1: Mm. When he takes out that sword and starts going to town, just whipping it around, I was throbbing. <laughs> I was so <laughs> stoked. I mean, I, I love I love Donnie Yen. So I was excited to watch him for the few scenes that we get of him. Uh, I, I like Donnie. The, the problem with Donnie for me is, I don't know, his voice is very cheroot. Uh when I when I hear him talk, it's to root more than it is uh it man. So uh I couldn't I couldn't um separate the two when I'm watching him in this movie. So um I, I mean I love Donnie, so I'm glad he was in this. I couldn't uh get past those helmets that they would wear where it had like the
2: oh flap that would wrap up. You're catching yeah. all kinds of rain in that. You have to like <laughs> be leaning forward to empty it out every now and then if you're out in the rain. Just didn't get the design on that.
0: But I, I thought brought up na- I brought up naked man ass la- last episode and I was ridiculed. And you're going to worry about the rain uh, <laughs> catching up in that helmet. <laughs>
2: I'm just wondering. All right. But okay. um, I, I agree. I think the Donnie Yen action sequences were the best. Uh, there was just something about the way he moved that it just mm-hmm. looks so
1: legit.
0: And what's your thoughts on Donnie Yen, Matt? He's fine. Mm-hmm. He's better in this than Rogue One. Rogue One, I've said all I need to say about Rogue One, but in this, he's acceptable. I think his hair looks a little strange. I think it should, the top knot should have been a little bit tighter. It was a little too loosey goosey up there, a little too puffy. Uh, looked fake, but that's neither here nor there.
2: What did you guys think of the Phoenix Muppet?
0: <laughs> was it a Muppet? Was that a Muppet? <laughs> or was it
1: a puppet? It Maybe was just a pinata. CG. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: God, I'm getting ready to make an addition to the Proto One Star Carbonzo You know list. you are. I got the tab open on my browser. I think they, I think
2: they did one run of animation where you know they got it like swooping away from the camera, and they just used that over and oh, over and over pandemic. Again. I you mean, know they, they mean, can't
0: they, reshoot they, these things.
2: They couldn't figure out how to. What's the what's the face of a phoenix? What's its beak look like? No one knows. You can't figure that out
0: let just show seen Harry Potter from the back. That's true. They never did show the face of that phoenix. You see the statue. Was it even know. a phoenix? It may. It might have been a kite that was loose over the area, and she just never realized
2: that was um, Kevin from Up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh shit! Uh, the witch uh, character makes herself known around this area. And is doing battle with Mulan. They have a few questions, they have a few conversations at this point. You know, they're like at opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, they both have the chi powers, the chi ability, but uh the witch character has gone, you know, the, the dark side mm-hmm. of the chi. And they have this huge battle where Jason Scott Lee's troops finally attack. They have this big fight, and Mulan is separated and eventually does battle with this witch and kind of almost dies her like leather protection area saves her and wakes up and comes back to the battle as Mulan it's like this big emergence of her as herself into the battlefield and um that was like a big pivotal moment mm-hmm. in the movie um I don't know I can't mask my feelings for this movie anymore I'm just feel like I'm just going Let's through the, the, the plot motions <laughs> I was so effing bored through this movie. I couldn't I couldn't Thank believe you. it. I'm sorry. Um finally. <laughs> let heat, it out. I had to let it out. Followed what was this up. movie shot in? It looked like 48 frames per second. It looked like I was watching the Hobbit movie where everything just felt so realistic. It was like I was watching a soap opera. So the comments art was making in chat about the costumes looking like brand new, like they just got sewn for these actors. It looks so fake. Like the 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 set pieces didn't do it for me. Mulan's character, the father, everything looked like a Disney Family Channel original movie. This entire thing. Like, I couldn't believe that this was a multi-million dollar picture. of $200 million for this movie. The way that Mulan was treated in this film as opposed to the animated movie, and I hate to reference it, but it's, this, it's the main thing. That was just so better in the animated film. Like, I want her to, like, be the reason why that cannon, her ingenuity. Where was Mulan's ingenuity in this movie? Like, she's the reason why that in the animated movie, why she calls that avalanche with the cannon saves everyone's ass. But in this one, she just has this fight with the witch and the witch tells her the scheme and she runs back to Commander Tongue, and is like, ah, I know I've been expelled, but uh, this is happening. It's a trick. You need to go here. And at the onset, Commander Tongue is like, no, you're a deserter. Get out of here. And then her friends stand up for her. And then Tang is like, oh, I've changed my mind. Your loyalty is without question. Let's lead yes. us into battle immediately. I was like, what the F are you talking about, Tang? You just like insulted her, and now she's leading your army?
2: Yeah. Mulan, I am going to kill you. Then five guys say, I believe Wang Mulan. All right, you actually,
0: you can lead the army. <laughs> I know. And it's not even that. If it was just another soldier, like a male soldier— now you're having a woman lead your army. An hour ago, you would have killed this woman just because she was lying to you. And now she's leading your army? Like you're making such a leap in your day and age. Like it was just unfathomable to me how the writing just shifted in that scene. I was so annoyed. It might come to surprise you. <gasps> uh, but I agree
1: with a lot of stuff you're saying. Oh my God. Uh, there, there's so many moments that just fall flat Especially with moments that are supposed to be big, Uh, even when it comes to the tentpole moments that line up with the animated film. uh, When, for me, the best part of the entire animated movie is the mountainside fight with Mulan and uh, getting the 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 firework or missile or whatever you want to call it. there's something about that scene that is, it's, it's like one of the most perfect animated scenes Disney has done. I love that storytelling and I was so looking forward to it in this movie to see what they do. And it it sucked so bad. Like the amount of, first of all, the amount of people fighting on either side is ridiculous. Like it was like a, it was like a West side story, like whatever. It's like a little <laughs> fist fight. It, it was stupid. Uh, the catapult was, I I hated that taking place of her using a rocket. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It, I I completely agree with you, Matt. There was that, there was that on the spot ingenuity of, of Mulan making a play that she didn't know that she was actually going to come back from. Like she was trying to save her, her crew. Like it's fine that they're like small numbers, but the, The whatever invaders should have been in the hundreds, like a massive, massive army that made this fight feel like they are going to lose at any moment. And it Mm. wasn't that I never felt like this is the moment they get wiped out. Now that comes to knowing the story, but it was never like it never had this weight to it of this is a big battle and it should have been and it wasn't. And it was it was at that. I think it was literally at that moment that I'm like. I'm being let down big time by this movie because I really built up the scene. Like I was excited to see it and it was just, it was very poorly done. Like I hated how they did it. I've I've played, I've watched it. I've watched the live action twice now and I've played back on how they could have done it better, but it's like, it's not worth it. Like it's, it's frustratingly bad and how they did it. And exactly what Proto said, when they break off from the front, that little group of people it was it was so stupid like that made no sense like the story in the animated was perfect like why would you change this why would you change them defeating the entire army and leaving and then them waking up from the snow like that was genius like this was this live action version was
0: just thrown in the tr- trash can like I, maybe disney thought that we can't make a realistic version of this war and make it entertaining like it doesn't work in a realistic setting. We have to add this stuff. We have to add the witch. We have to add the chi. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like why they would go this route.
1: And I think it's the, it's the, it's the, it's who they chose to make this movie. Like you're not using people like they couldn't choose what they wanted this to be. Like, is this going to be a Disney princess uh, live action movie with a little bit of action and we're supposed to believe it? Or is this going to be an epic Chinese martial arts battle? Like they couldn't, choose one and they try to push them both together and that's why it falls flat.
0: She meets up with the witch again and they have this kind of explanation about how the only way she was able to gain power was like by joining up with Jason Scott Lee and I was an outcast like you. You kind of get the sense that there's like a redemption arc coming for the witch and that does happen where the witch goes ahead of of Mulan and leads her to where the general Jet Li is being held captive by Jason Scott Lee and there actually is a a great line I thought where Jason Scott Lee was I think he says something along the lines of you led this girl here a girl
4: a woman a warrior a woman leads the army and she's no scorned dog
0: so that was like a great line in the movie, too. Like, I don't know. I had to wait like 90 minutes for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where they have the big fight in this area where the general is tied down by rope and about to be in, blown up or burned alive. Jet Lee. Jet Lee, the king. God, remember the one, that movie? Oh, mm-hmm. baby. Yes. Love the moly. one. Holy um, They had this big fight scene. I was bored again during this. Full disclosure. And. There was a really cool shot though where Jason Scott Lee is falling in falling like into this wooden kind of like mm-hmm. building that's collapsing. I thought that shot was amazing. It was the shot of the movie. It looked mm-hmm. really cool. But her and the general work together and she eventually does do a chi spinning <laughs> kick to push an arrow into his chest. And which again, if I'm in the epic Chinese martial arts, you know, group and I'm a fan of that, maybe this would have resonated with, with me more, but it didn't at all. Sorry, I'm gonna cut part off
1: real quick. See, mm-hmm. that is like that's a prime example of not understanding these films. Like, the one kick of the the arrow is like just the tip of what a real Chinese like martial arts. Uh, Wu Zai movie would do like she would instead kick like 20 arrows like there's there's like there's no extreme in this and and I love that fight scene at the end when they're going through the scaffolding like it's really shot well how the camera turns as they turn going up it's got some really cool angles in it but that's the that's the that's the thing like they use those one trick with Mulan of kicking a spear an arrow like she's not a one trick pony like and in, in the animated she's kicking ass. And then in this she's just like I'm going to use chi and kick an arrow or I'm going to use chi and kick a spear and this is what I can do. And so yeah, like that's the prime example she would never have just kicked one arrow. Like it would have been this more epic moment of an ending of her fighting her equal in this mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. And it it really wasn't that. And what the hell was that lava crap at the bottom? <laughs> Like, what was that? He, like, opened these jars of lava that went nowhere?
0: Like, what was he going to do, burn? Like, takes 10 hours to burn Jet Li alive? <laughs> she eventually goes back home. She, well, she first of all, she's, like, given an offer by the emperor to join his royal guard. Uh, and you get a cameo from the actress who did the original voice of Mulan. I think she announces Mulan. Ming-na. And she turns him down, says that she needs to go be with her family. That's important to her to go back home to make right what she did. She left, you know, under the under the guise of night. And you do get the, the big moment where her father sees her alive. And he has a few good lines in there. I think there was one where he said, um, One warrior knows another.
4: You were always there. Yet I see you for the first time.
1: I will say I love the father in this movie and I love the father and the animated as well. So I wasn't let down, uh, with the father aspect and I love, uh, ma the actor of him. I think he's a great, mm-hmm. I love him as an actor anyway. Um, so I liked his scenes with Mulan a lot and I, I, thought they were really well done and I, I really liked his writing as well. He had some great one-liners. Um, we skipped over the matchmaking scene, which was fun, which was when mm-hmm. she first kind of brings dishonor and the fa uh, the the Hua family raised a bad daughter or whatever. Uh, right. I liked that stuff. But um yeah. I, I I don't think we skipped over too much, but I love the father in this. I can see why that. Why did for this sure. why does
0: she have a sister
1: in this? Why does she? Um does she not in the original? I, I guess she, she doesn't. I don't think she does. In the I original. can't think. She has a little a little brother as the dog. <laughs> oh, that's right. Even Sorry. The dog. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a more human aspect. Yes. Uh, Art brought up the farewell and Moz in that mm-hmm. as well. He's amazing in that. Uh, and Discord. So yeah. What's your What's your rating, Danny? Yeah, I'll go first since I can assume where you guys are at. For me, uh, I think the high points in this movie are. Uh, I I I do disagree with you, Matt, a little bit on visuals. I, I think this was a very pretty movie. Uh, I like the costumes. I like the the scenery. I liked. I actually really liked that kind of sulfur uh, pit that she fought the uh, the Talon lady mm-hmm. on. That kind of it looked pretty cool. So visually, this movie is a is a plus for me. Um, I like the music. I like the throwbacks to some of the songs. Um, it's gonna, I, I actually have a running list on Letterboxd of my favorite Disney imagined. Uh, this is gonna be a th- three star. It's good. It's fine. I, mm. It's fine, and I, and honestly, if I watch it again, it's kind of drop a star, probably. So I'm gonna leave it at this, and probably <laughs> this in the, the Disney Vault, the just be yeah, <laughs> the Haas Disney Vault. Uh, mm. I think three stars is the is the max I can give this film.
0: Mm. Wow! 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 Wow!
1: There it is. But also, it's it's also because of the anticipation of this. I really wanted this to be the number one of all the of all the disney re- reimagines that they've done uh for me this one could should have been like this perfect uh this should have been the one that was like this is why they're doing these reimagines because uh they can tell a better story with their the characters they have and they they, they didn't they they just missed the mark with this one it makes me a little bit worried uh for the others because i'm a huge peter pan fan and that's coming up and but this needed to be it. This needed to be the one for them that that proved that what they're doing is worth it. And it really wasn't. It wasn't for me.
0: Uh, I think if I was on a proto no half star scale, I think this would be a two star movie for me. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be a two point five for Mulan. Mm. I was zoning out a ton. I tuned out several times from this movie. Just didn't do it for me, as uh, for the multiple reasons I mentioned earlier. It just looked like a. Uh, it didn't. It looked like a Disney original. Like like I said earlier, uh, Family Channel original, Lifetime. I don't know what was going on with the way it was shot. It's very disturbing to me. There was some nice photography in it, but it yeah. wasn't. It didn't fit for me in a movie. It was hard to explain. of what about you?
2: Yeah, I, I like what Danny said. Um, thank you can't remember what he said. Now there was a point. One really good point that I really liked and now I can't remember what I was, what I was going to comment on. Um, Oh yeah. The thing about like having high hopes for this, I think I came into this as well. Like this felt like the one movie where they could really expand on the story and do something truly epic because all the other stories before this, a lot of the princess stories are kind of confined where this has a lot of scope. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, a lot of different locations. It's a big story. Um, so it, it could have been larger than life. Um, so that was disappointing. I feel like they didn't really get that. And I think with a remake or a reimagine or whatever you want to call it, uh, I think you would hope that they would attempt to improve upon the story in some way that you'd offer something new um, and do something different to the story. Uh, at the very least, you would hope that it's as good as the original. Right. But I feel with this, in every way, it's worse than the animated movie. Uh, They took all the bits of the animated and tried to Frankenstein it back together into something new. But it kind of ended up being a monster that never was breathing. And it was just dead on arrival. Uh, It just never, never got anywhere for me. It just felt very forced uh, throughout. So this is a two-star movie for me it's not terrible. Like it's not awful, awful. Uh, there, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of good moments. Like it, it's pretty to look at its different parts and it's interesting with the, the, with the action. I wish they would have leaned more heavily into that or just really chose, you know, chosen identity for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but sadly that's not the case. Mm.
0: I uh, do think we should talk about a little bit before we get to some of our voicemails and DMs about this movie, some of the controversy around the film. The lead actress ended up kind of uh, on social media supporting the Hong Kong police during the riots mm-hmm. that were happening there. So that caused some controversy. I think they pulled her from some of the press tour. The Captain Lee Shing character was removed originally, I read, because they thought it was inappropriate for like a commanding officer to potentially have a relationship with an underling in the, in the troop. They thought like, because of the Me Too movement, that they should remove the character. And I didn't realize, but Li Shang is apparently like an LGBTQ icon for being like bisexual um, icon in this film because of the way that he was portrayed. So that was some controversy about removing that character. Obviously this movie was directed by a white woman. I think it was written by white men. So it's got a pretty white (laughs) cast of characters producing this movie. I think they did try to hire an Asian director. It just didn't work out um, for whatever reason. Apparently, this was filmed with uh, cooperation in, um, I do don't—I lost the pronunciation of this uh, province of Xinjiang, which has, this is, I, this is another thing where I felt like an idiot because I didn't know, um, which has upwards of 1.5 million detainees in what are uh, called concentration camps or re-education camps. -hmm. For uh, Muslims, uh, Ouijers, Kazakhstanis. Like, there's just so much about like movies being funded by the Chinese government that we should probably all do a little bit more research in. Um, And they thank the government at the end of this movie. So, there's a bunch of controversy. There's a ton of people protesting this movie. Um, So, I just did want to point out, I didn't want to gloss over any of that stuff at all, but a lot of things that could probably mm-hmm. be investigated by a lot of people that watch these movies. I'm pretty
1: sure Donnie took the same stance as well as the lead actress.
0: Maybe I was right on with my rogue one uh, thoughts. Maybe I was onto mm. something.
1: It's frustrating.
5: Mm. Uh,
0: we got some feedback in our DMs before we get to our voicemails, uh, which was cool about what people thought about the film. Um, their kind of expectations going in just like we had. So I did want to read some of those uh, DMs. This comes from Brar XD. It was not great. I'm going to be honest. I don't want to be toxic, but it's not a good message. It tried to show female empowerment, which I love in concept, but Mulan didn't have to work for her powers. She was always a ninja. They show a training montage, but they make it obvious. The only reason she specifically is is because of her chi. It's just there a lot of problems with this movie and makes me sad because this movie had the most potential of any remake to echo Danny. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, This comes from It's Chow Time. Movie was extremely lackluster. The movie became a superhero movie. 1998, women can become a hero and save a country. 2020 can only save a country when you have superpowers. Chi equals wire foo. The studio was able to achieve (laughs) cultural appropriation with an all Asian cast. Absolutely no comedic elements at all. And their Mm -hmm. vote was uh, for the best reimagined Disney movie. Their vote was Cinderella.
1: Thank you. Is,
2: is that your favorite, Danny?
0: It is. Really, I don't think I've seen
2: that
1: one. I think Cinderella was the their so far their best foot forward when it comes to the reimagined. It's it's Lily James as Cinderella was perfect. Kate Blanchett as the evil stepmother is she's stunning. She's she's amazing in this movie. Uh, visually, it's great. They took out the silliness of talking animals and. Uh, it's it's really good. It's it's a really good. Mm. It's a great movie. Uh, so that's my number one for sure. Number mm. two would be
0: Jungle Book.
2: Maybe I'll try to watch that with the kids. I don't think we've seen that.
0: Mm. Cinderella is a great one with the kids for sure. You know, I've seen Beauty and the Beast, but not Cinderella. Did Cinderella like come out right before or right after that? Way Did before. Way before. Yeah. Forest in Discord says in our house it's Maleficent. If that counts.
1: Yeah, my daughter's really drew to Maleficent they watched that one the most I think and the second one they actually liked the second one but I think they liked the first one the best
0: uh, famous after death I thought this film was excellent this wasn't a remake it was a live action version based on the story of Mulan it was a very enjoyable film to watch you cannot recreate the feeling of the first film it's mm. scientifically impossible nostalgia <laughs> is like heroin the first hit is great and you can never recreate it oh my Whew. is that Proto Finstall right Whoa. there my god <laughs> on <laughs> real crazy Asian Erin who is uh, also in her discord she originally gave it uh, two stars but she sent this message "Change my star rating to two stars from three and a half sorry she changed it to make it lower I misspoke sadly I let my desire to see a strong Asian female lead cloud my judgment and while this was quote entertaining enough I feel like it was very Disney-fied version of Chinese culture and they should have learned they should have leaned much more heavily into the Wuzia. Is that correct?
1: Okay. It's close.
0: Okay. Uh Wuzai genre and the fight scenes, especially final one, should have been much more epic. In the end, after a few days, I'm very met and disappointed in what could have been an amazing showing of a cultural, female-led martial arts film. Yes. Mm. Also, we sent out an a, a IG story Someone said that they're still waiting on a reimagined Don Bluff film, and there was a poster of the Secret of Nim mm-hmm. with the quote "Are we?" And then Danny replied to that story. Who posted that story? Was that Danny or was that Proto?
2: Danny, are you self replying?
1: <laughs> Wait, I didn't say "Are we
0: doing?" Uh, so, oh no, you said yes. You replied said, to the yes. I replied yes. to the story. So who posted the story? <laughs> it had to have been you. It wasn't me. Just it must Proto. have been Proto Admit getting it. in there it's one of you two it's I replied to it so when I saw it I was like is Danny replying to his own stories right now because it wasn't me who's Listen, lying what I are you
2: lying? I love Secret of Nim I would love to <laughs> so the do it is, with Don there boys. it is this
0: is probably the first time Perko has looked Nim at our IG in two months <laughs> he, t- he needed to take an IG break after what he saw uh, let's get to some uh, voicemails here <laughs> Two six seven four zero nine six nine eight three, or you can shoot us an email, 70mmpod at gmail.com.
3: Good afternoon, 70mm. Hope you guys are doing well. This is Sean from a very snowy and windy and still on fire Colorado calling in. I know you guys are watching Mulan this week. Still haven't seen it. I'll pretty much probably wait until it's free on Disney+. Mm-hmm. Other than that, hope you all are doing well. Can't wait to listen to the podcast, and
4: uh
3: you guys have a good one. Forest, I'm sorry, not super windy right now during this phone call, so it doesn't really sound like I'm in the middle of a hurricane, but it was kind of crazy today. Take
0: it easy, guys. <laughs> this is insane. Forest commented in Discord not enough wind. And then in the pre-recorded voicemail, Sean referenced that comment. Is anyone else seeing this? Yes. <laughs> I'm getting chilled up right now. I just saw orbs. <laughs> this is insane. Uh Sean probably walking on the way to see Tenet. I think he uh yeah, he and Leviathan was. both saw Tenant braving the elements.
3: Next voicemail. Hey, 70 millimeter pod, it's Brian just calling to say howdy. And I loved this new Mulan. I thought it was beautiful. I the action scenes were excellent. The acting was excellent. I was just a fan from beginning to end. I, I really think uh, this, this is my favorite of the Disney live-action movies.
4: Mm-hmm. I,
3: I missed the musical elements, but I was never a huge fan of the music in the Animated Mulan, and it's fine. I did like the Christina Aguilera version of, uh, Xtina. the reflection song, and I do like that the motif of the reflections played throughout the movie. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. how that was done. Um, and, but all around, I thought it was a beautiful movie, um, really well acted. Uh, there's always some controversy when you're, uh, going into another culture, and I know there were some, weird controversies with where they shot in China at this time. Um, Because, you know, China and they're a mess. Um, But (laughs) I thought the movie itself, just the movie without any controversy, without any of the political nonsense around it, I thought it was a beautiful movie uh, and really well done. And uh, probably my favorite of the Disney live action movies. All right. Uh, thanks guys keep up this awesome podcast uh, I'm happy to be a member bye that's
0: right happy I to have you officially a villager uh, on the Patreon so thanks Brian for your support I like that we're getting different perspectives in this movie yeah
1: you know? mm-hmm.
0: I think that's around.
2: one thing I don't we didn't really touch on that a ton but I agree I think the acting was very good in this Um, it's just like the, the story wasn't there but yeah that's it's yeah that's cool to hear that someone you know loved it I mean wow Brian favorite
1: mm-hmm. favorite
0: that his girls are interesting. interesting.
1: Has he seen other ones? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Next voicemail uh, comes from a uh, former guest in this show.
5: What up, 70mm pod? It's H calling in to celebrate the kickoff of 70mm month over on Dune Pod last night. You know, they say never invite your heroes onto your podcast. But other than Slim inferring that my previous guest's audio sounded like it was recorded on a smashed tin can. I think we did all right. I want to invite all the villagers to tune in when the episode drops next Tuesday to hear Slim's thoughts on the Dune trailer and on Denny Villeneuve's 2013 thriller, Enemy. His take may shock you. <laughs> then next week, Danny makes his first appearance on Dune Pod wow. to tackle Rogue One, this time without wow, wow, Proto's wow. corrupting influence. Will he create <laughs> custom art for the episode? Question mark? It'll be a great time either <laughs> <answer's> way. no. <laughs> Keep up the good work, y'all. You are an inspiration. <laughs> Mulan ninety eight is a four-banger forever. H out.
0: Normally we charge for that kind of ad space on this podcast. That was explicit. Explicit. I was on the Dune pod last night, recording an episode talking about Denny Villaniz enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. So I think Danny, uh Danny's next up. So if you want to hear Danny talk about Rogue One again. Donnie Yen. Oh, God. (laughs) Sean in Colorado says, I feel used and unclean after that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was H with that ad for DunePod. I think we have a voicemail from Fam. Let me see if I can
4: fire that up. What's up, 70MM boys? This is Fam. Long time no talk. Uh, I felt compelled. I felt it in my chi that I needed to- (laughs) call in today and talk about Mulan, the new Mulan that you guys are talking about this week. Um, I did enjoy it, um, but for me, and maybe it's the uh, transitioning from the animated one to the uh, live action, just some of the scenes that really hit for me in the animated did not really hit for me in this one. um, It kind of didn't feel like a Mulan movie, but it did with all the story beats. But the main main scene I'm kind of insinuating at is the transformation scene where basically she is in the rain cutting off her hair and getting the armor on to then, you know, take the place of her father in the fight. For some reason, that scene, it's just, it's really shot really well, I guess, in the animated. And it's just, it's really impactful. And this one, it really didn't hit like I thought it would. This movie kind of mm-hmm. does more like a big war epic, a big Chinese, you know, stunt war epic. Kind of leaning towards magic. A lot of the Phoenix stuff, that Phoenix was flying around everywhere. But I did enjoy it. But just some of the the things did not hit like the original one for me. And maybe it's just because I just recently saw the original one. Um, I enjoyed the cast. Uh, Liu Yifei as the main actress. She's good. Um, Donnie Yen. You've got Jet Li, Jason Scott Lee, Tai Ma. Um, Ming-Na Wen shows up, which if she didn't show up in this movie, I was fighting somebody because <laughs> I was going to riot because she had to show up. And it was great. It's a great callback. Um, so good representation there. Really great to see, you know, the, the entire cast being Asian. Um, I enjoyed it, but it just didn't hit like it did before. But I did enjoy the movie, so. And also, if you guys stayed to the end of the credits, nope. uh, Reflections is sung by Christina mm-hmm. Aguilera. Then after that, it is sung in Mandarin by uh, Liu Yifei, the main actress. So that's something really, oh, really, really cool. So, hmm. Love talking to you, boys. Bye.
0: At the end of her version of the song, she says, uh, all protesters must die. <laughs> <laughs> it was out of sight. I can't believe I heard that on Disney+. Plus. <sighs> Ming-Na looked amazing, though. She looks ageless. She looked incredible. Fam,
2: I hope you are in good health after being ruthlessly attacked today. As we all know, Fam is on, uh, if you follow him on Letterboxd, you know that he's watching the Batman movies from the 90s. And I won't say which hosts on this show, but there was two of them that were attacking him for his star ratings, bullying him to change his ratings. And it was, it was, I'll just say it was disgusting. So Fam, I'm here for you. If you ever need to talk, my DMs are open.
0: Listen, I there's one, there's a few things I won't stand for. And one of those things is a one-star Batman Forever rating. I won't stand for Thank it. Thank you. It's Thank insulting you. to me, and I think Danny feels the same way. Yes. Um, Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I would look forward to a Batman Forever 70mm oh, yes. episode. Four. Third time is the charm for Proto. Uh, Val Kilmer in that suit? You kidding me right now? You talk about throb job. That's it. <laughs> have mercy. Nicole Kidman in that film when she sees Batman strutting around in those high heel suit boots, kidding? she can't even contain herself. Do you guys have favorite uh, Disney reimagines? Uh, oh, dullards. No, I I don't get excited for the live action remakes. The Lion hmm. King. CGI fest. I wasn't. I didn't care to see it. Beauty and the Beast. I watched, and I can't remember what I thought of that. But I don't think I liked it. Um, Jungle Book. I don't think I've seen. Maybe I did. I don't know. now none of them. Really I've seen. Jumped out dri- of
2: me. I've seen all of those, and I, I. I have no impressions of any of them.
0: Wow! Like, wow! Wow! I didn't like okay. Aladdin. I know that. I was really bummed at that. One I will suggest,
1: Christopher Robin. The reimagined that Ewan the Pooh, Ewan is Christopher. I would re- I would recommend that one. Okay, I that's a sleeper. I loved that one.
2: I'm a big Pooh fan.
0: It's great. Christopher Robin's very good. Uh, holy cow! Um, we have a big month coming up. I know we talked about the movie that's next up. That I forgot that we announced six months ago. Uh, about <laughs> time, which is on Netflix. That's going to be next week's episode. And our Halloween month, horror month. Horror month. We haven't come up with an official name for it. I think Proto's still working the numbers to see what's (laughs) going to work best for us. But Proto, you were talking about maybe revealing what your movie is going to be. Are you ready to reveal your pick?
2: Yeah. So we'll be watching mine at the beginning of October. I think it might be the kickoff. Uh, We were talking about Dial M for Murder earlier, and I said how, how much I enjoyed Ray Millen's performance. It's really blown away by him. So I was poking around other movies he's done, and I found X, the man with the X-ray eyes, from 1963, directed by Roger Corman. Mm. Uh, this stars Ray Milland. I'm assuming yeah. he's the man with the X-ray eyes. Great so, poster. Yeah, amazing poster. So that's my pick. I'm really excited to to watch this. I don't think. I, have you seen it, Slim? No, no, have not. Yeah, so this might be a freshie for all of us.
1: Mm, Definitely.
2: I have heard of it. Very excited to watch this
0: in October. Maybe we'll reveal Danny's next week as we get closer to uh, Shocktoberfest at 70MM Studios. (laughs) I think we got through... Oh, no, we didn't really read some of our responses um, to the IG question of the fave reimagined. There was a lot of votes for Jungle Book. But I will say that Cinderella, I think, came came back around. Um, yeah, baby. What was the deal with Cinderella? Was it like a darker film? It looked weird, right? Or it didn't look like a clean cut version of it. It it's pretty clean. It's
1: it's they keep it.
0: It's not very. I don't know if if
1: you're meaning like visually. It doesn't. It keeps it pretty crisp to the mm. story. Uh, it has a little. It it's, it changes a little bit of the ending with the stepmother and uh, it's it's got a little bit different story with uh, the grand duke and uh, the prince picking a princess but uh it's it's actually really good the story itself is very good and lily james of cinderella is very good i know i said that helen uh, bottom carter is the as uh, oh, the God. um the fairy godmother and she's she's great she's funny she's she pulls it off quite well and cape Blanchett is amazing and the, the step sisters are funny and I think it's a really better. It's a, just a better job telling a story. I, I like it a lot. Hmm. Helena Bonham That's... Carter as eccentric weird woman. It's exactly <laughs> what she is. In this, but she, she 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 does it quite well. So is that
2: one of the first that come out? It's two. It was twenty fifteen. Yeah, wow. it was in
1: the beginning of them, I believe. Uh, for sure, after Maleficent, I feel like Maleficent was kind of like the groundbreaking one. Unless oh, we cool. want to go back to like, one hundred and one Dalmatians with. Uh, no, we don't count that. What's her name as Cruella? What's her face, McAdams?
0: Uh, IRCB podcast says Maleficent as well. So there was a few picks for Maleficent. Chase Kiefer says The Force Awakens. I will out Chase right now is the person that sent that message.
1: God damn it, Chase.
0: Mel Mendez says I watched Beauty and the Beast on a plane while very tired and was sobbing. Beauty and the Beast is basically a shot-for-shot shot remake of the animated. So
1: Beauty
2: if you love it. I didn't really like Hermione in that. I thought she ke- okay. kind of came off a little Who flat. else didn't
0: like Hermione in Little Women? Was that Everybody. You? Were you? Were you griefing? No, it really? was former producer Ian He that uh, does all. not like oh, yeah. uh, Hermione at all. It was unsettling the amount of grief he gave uh, her it's in that rude. movie. rude. Actually, it's rude. Yeah. Rude. I'm not, we'll have to unpack that at a later time. Vada cadavra uh let's see (laughs) gosh when are we gonna do some harry potter movies
2: i know danny show us your wand
0: right now (laughs) all right what a show next week great show uh about time will i weep during that movie stay glued to your sets it hasn't happened in a long time i'm going through our previous episodes did I cry during Rat Catcher? I don't think so. You don't know, um, cry. Wasn't deaths.
2: it Deep Impact? Was that the last one?
0: Oh, that <laughs> might have been Deep Impact. Yeah, you're right. That always pulls it out of me. Arrival might might have too. Oh, Portrait of a yeah. Lady on Fire definitely cried during. Did you? Okay. Golly, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for the support on Patreon. Thanks everyone for who have who have bought Prince. There was a question in Discord about when the Shin Godzilla episode is happening. Um, mm. We haven't really ironed those details out, but for our Patreon supporters, that's going to be an exclusive episode. But I can't wait to see the art on that. By God, if I could I'm just, excited. if I could just tease one thing, Danny's working on so many things <laughs> right now for our storefront <laughs> that we can't talk about yet. That are blowing our minds. You're a tease. Blowing. Um, we're not talking about prints. We're not talking about shirts. We're not talking about dad hats. We're talking about something else. I'm redacted. Redacted. You ain't seen nothing yet. My nostrils were flaring when I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Proto, any closing thoughts? This episode, Mulan 2020, we did it. It's over.
2: Everyone, go in peace. Connect with your chi this week. Mm. I want to get chi reports in the Discord. (laughs) Hopefully we're all growing and connecting with our inner selves and being the best versions that we have for each other and for the world. I know.
0: Beautiful. Oh, I forgot to say that Kiwi gave a review for Mulan. Quote, absolute garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Expect nothing less. Uh, Thanks everyone for watching. Thanks everyone for listening. 70mm is a VHS Village production and produced by Dale underscore A. Sponsored by Half Double Design. Original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual guidance provided by Protolexis. This episode was mixed and edited by me, Slim. You can support our Patreon for early access to episodes, discounts on prints, a physical membership card mailed to you, and receive an invite to our Discord to talk movies with other villagers. Special thanks to the good people at Letterboxd and for a chance to win a pro Letterboxd account, share the show and tag us on social media at 70mmpod. Goodbye.